trying to combine many of these tools that startups need and putting it all in one package at a $99 price point. They've signed up five folks at 99 bucks a month. Team of four, again, launched in 2016, developed and developed and coded and coded for two years, launched pricing in early 2018. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Jeff Roberts. He's co-founder of a company called Seta, a software platform that gives SaaS companies all the tools they need to launch and scale a subscription business. Jeff, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it, Nathan. All right. So tell us about this tool. What do you guys do and how do you make money? Yeah. So we're a subscription business ourselves. Uh, but the idea is basically if you're a, a SaaS startup, um, all the SaaS startups that we've encountered in our time as operators, advisors, founders uh, are doing the same thing. They're, they're going out, they're buying a CRM system. They're eventually going to buy a billing system and they need some sort of communication tools, whether those are sales and marketing tools, customer support tools, uh, and ultimately, they're spending time stitching those solutions together, integrating those tools, evaluating those tools, uh, and it results in relatively unclear financial and technical overhead. So we're providing a platform for the day one SaaS business that gives them essentially all the tools they need to launch their business uh, working with a single vendor. And how many, how many folks are on your team? Uh, so right now, there's a, a founding team of three, uh, and we just brought on our, our first outside hire as well. So let so me. Four so, total. so here, I, I'm I'm putting my my brain kind of in the brains of people listening that are starting a SaaS company, right? And they're looking at buying a billing solution like Recurly or Chargeify, an email marketing tool like Mailchimp or Aweber, you know, CRM like HubSpot's free HubSpot, an analytics tool like Chart Mogul, right? Or or you know, a payroll thing like Zenefits. You're arguing we do all this in one. My question to you would be: There's no way that you can have the kind of uh, insight into each of those tools where, where each of these guys are focusing on doing this one thing really, really well. There's no way you can capture all that with a team of four. So how do you respond to that? Absolutely. I, I think there's two things. One is we're taking a, a very long-term approach to this, this business. We're not out to you know grow to $100 million in revenue overnight. We're not out to raise funding. Uh, our founding team has worked together previously and, and we're in this for the long haul, which which means we have more time to mature the product and build the product into what it needs to be. Uh, but secondarily, uh, I think a lot of it comes from our experience uh, scaling a previous company where we used some homegrown tools. We went out and we bought HubSpot, we bought Salesforce, we bought a whole you know, series of point solutions. And ultimately, at the very, very early stage of a SaaS startup, most of those tools are overkill. The, the actual need uh, is for relatively basic functionality as you're trying to get your business off the ground and, and validate that you actually have something uh, that's, that's worth growing. So what's your price point? What's the average customer paying per month? I, I hope it's really, it's much, much cheaper than all these things added. Yep. So it's $99 per month. Um, that's it. And then we take a 2.9% uh, processing fee on our, our billing tools, which is the same as Stripe, for example. Okay. So just uh, that's the only pricing option you have. It's 99 bucks a month. 
We have a, a free plan for founders. Uh, it is limited to 250 contacts. So basically, we don't have like a, a free trial model. Um, we'll give you full access to the tool. You can kick the tires on it for as long as you want. You're just limited to a small number of contacts to kind of validate that the tool is going to do what you need it to do. Beyond that, it's $99 per month, and that's it. Um, you can have as many users of the product as you want, send as many emails as you want. Um, it's really all you can eat after that point. When did you launch the company? So the company's uh, been around since December 2016. Uh, to your previous point, you know it is a, a big engineering effort in particular. So we actually launched our minimum viable product uh, January 1st of this year. 2018. Yes, so correct. So the, the begs the question, how did you support yourself between 2016 and 2018? Yeah, so we we all have um, slightly slightly different scenarios, um, but for r really the short answer is we are all doing some other work. Um, I work together with one of my co-founders. His name is Dimitri at a previous company called Buildium. Uh, Dimitri still works a couple days a week at Buildium and is focused on an outside of three days a week now. Uh, I'm doing something similar, except I do consulting work uh, as opposed for as opposed to working for another business. And so, totally bootstrapped today, outside of the money that you guys have put in. 100% bootstrapped. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? So we have uh, coming up on 200 startups using the product right now uh, and just a, a small number of paying customers. Um, so we have a lot of people basically on that free product that are still sort of integrating the system, kicking the tires, uh, getting their businesses set up properly. Uh, and we've got somewhere between five and 10 companies that were that are you know on a paid subscription that we're very actively working with, um, incorporating their feedback into the product uh, and really working with them on a day to day basis. Got it. So right now you're doing call it five hundred, maybe a thousand bucks a month, something like that. A little bit, a little bit more than that, uh, yeah. but still, certainly the early days. So, so how do you? Again, like again, I, I go back to your point about you know Mailchimp is overkill for the beginner, right? And and if Mailchimp was like. 200 bucks a month to start and you're saying, Hey, we get MailChimp plus all this other stuff for 99. I get it. But like they have a 2000 subscriber free plan. And so does, you know, these payment gateways don't charge until there's, you know, value going through it. So, and then guess what? It's, it's pretty easy for me to stick a Zapier zap in between them to connect them. So I'm just curious, like, I mean, I just, I'm curious what you're, what's going through your brain in terms of how do you focus on what battle to win first and then scale from? Yeah. So in terms of what battle to win first, um, we're, we're definitely trying to intercept companies, you know, as early as possible. So our, our lead sources are like when people publish a, a profile on angels list or when we see a new SaaS product launch on product hunt, that's the right time for us to reach out. And, and oftentimes, uh, in addition to sort of the categories of software I've already mentioned, we have tools that we've built, um, around things like, uh, registration and authentication and how to set up lost password workflows and those sorts of things. So we're really trying to get the companies, you know, you know, at day one and give them all the tools that they need. Um, so they can go back and just focus on building their core product and nothing else. Um, and we think if we do that, we have a pretty compelling value prop. Um, absolutely. There's tons of free tools out there, as you mentioned, or, or at least low price tools that, that serve startups. But at the end of the day, um, even if you're using those free tools, they aren't all interconnected. You are going to spend some time, whether it's with Zapier or, 
you know, however you want to integrate these tools, stitching them together. And if those joints aren't really, really good, you're also losing some context on your customer's journey or losing some context on your business's performance. We think there's just enormous benefits to in terms of alignment when your entire team's logging into one platform and really getting a more complete picture of your business. Yeah, I think there are some big assumptions you're making in that statement, but I want to continue. So let's assume that all that is true. The next step is, okay, you want to start with folks that are starting out 99 bucks a month, but once they mature and they need more sure. solutions, more features, they're going to advance to these other tech, these other solutions that can do more, which they just have bigger dev teams. They've done more than you. So you have a perverse incentive for founders using you not to have success because if they do, they churn. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Um, that's, that's something we, we've definitely talked about as a team and are well aware of. Um, so I'd go back to sort of the origin story of our founding team. We, we worked together at a company called Buildium, B-U-I-L-D-I-U-M. Uh, it's a property management software company based in Boston uh, that's done very, very well for itself. It's had you know, a remarkable startup run, really. And just going from you know, day, day, day one uh, to about $5 million in revenue, uh, it took five or six years. And if we can serve a company... Uh, that's growing fast over the course of five or six years and have them use our product. Uh, we think that's plenty of customer lifetime value for us to to capture. Mm-hmm. But but again, I think once people get to a million dollar run rate, spending 20 bucks a month on MailChimp becomes an easy decision because of the amount of other features they have that you guys don't have. That's what I'm trying to figure out is like you, you have a, you have a really scary perverse incentive structure in your business model in that one, if a small business doesn't go out of business, right? So, which is a big if, right? That's where most churn comes from uh, at this price point. Let's assume that they they succeed. They're also going to churn on the upper end. The success stories are going to churn and the failure stories are going to churn. I'm just curious how you fix that bucket. Yeah, I, I think the obvious answer is, um, you know, we're going to creep closer to feature parity with, with some of these tools. Certainly, we're, you know, never going to have every feature that some of the more robust solutions do have. But Still, for a company, you know, doing ten, you know, ten million dollars or less of revenue, uh, I think over time you will see each of the software categories that that we serve uh, creep closer to to future parity. I'm curious, though, how you're going to do that. I mean, if I just take out the logos that you have on, well, you kind of it was a nice wordplay on the logos on your homepage. If I just add up all these tools and the funding that they've raised, there's over a billion dollars in capital they've put into their tools. There's no way you can come anywhere near feature parity with these guys unless you go raise a billion, $2 billion and scale quickly. Uh, you, you know, in, ter- in terms of some of the tools, yes. Uh, but I, I think there's a, a huge difference here too. These, these companies have gone out and raised tons of money in funding. Uh, and with that, they've almost all gone up market. They've added you know, more and more features and functionality that frankly aren't relevant to an early stage startup. I'm sure MailChimp and- though, you can still start with 2000 free thing. It's free. 2000 leads free. You, you absolutely can. Uh, and there's, there's certainly people that are, are going to, you know, go that route and that, that appeals to, I think a lot of the people, you know, what we've learned so far from our, our customer acquisition efforts, a lot of the people that work with us, yes, they, they definitely like the notion of a single integrated platform, um, doing more with less, all of that resonates. But they also like the brand that that we're building, the way that we want to build our company. And a lot of them are self-funded software entrepreneurs themselves. They see sort of um, how we're looking to build our company. And it's 
something that resonates with them. And that's why they choose to work with us uh, over some of these hugely funded companies. Yeah. But if you want to be inspiring, you go be a coach and you sell and you go get speaking gigs. But not, that's not going to make people stick in a software company. I, mean, I think MailTrip is still, but some of these companies, by the way, are still bootstrapped. My point in the, in the capital comment was they put so much money behind their tech teams. They're, how I'm curious if you had some master plan to reach parity with them. So, um, so let me, let me ask you a different question. Like if, if you've got confidence in this model, why are you guys still doing side projects? Why not go all in? You're back against the wall. Yeah. So I, I, some of us are able to, some of us aren't, uh, you know, for, for myself personally, uh, I'm not success, uh, financially successful enough to, to be able to just quit and go work on this full time. Uh, I've got bills to pay. So consulting is, is how I do that. Um, I think as we continue to work on the product and, and we grow our user base, you know, we're focusing on profitability from day one. As I said, we never want to raise money. Um, and, and I think we'll all look to transition in that direction as, as quickly as we can. Uh, but in, in the meantime, uh, you got to do what you got to do. What is the, uh, by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think if you believe that you're going to be 5 million in AR soon and you have confidence in that you would be all in and you put your back against the wall and you put your life on the line to go figure it out. Sure. Um, uh, I, I tell you we're, we're, we're absolutely, uh, all, all in, but, uh, I, I need some monthly income. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, talk to me about, uh, um, talk to me about activation when, when someone signs up for you, what's the thing, you know, you need to get them to do in the first 10 minutes of them logging on. That's going to make them extra sticky. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting question. Um, we've been looking for sort of one single activation point, and what we've learned so far is it varies pretty dramatically uh, by by whoever the person is and what they're what they're trying to accomplish. Um, one of our biggest activation challenges is just this notion of selling this whole platform. Um, startups don't go out there, you know, no one's out there looking for this platform that we offer. Startups are looking to solve their immediate need, whether it's they need to send an email campaign or they need to start charging. a you know, a, a customer or whatever it is. Um, so we're intercepting people at all these different points. Um, if you go through our onboarding workflow, we ask you a series of questions. It's what are you trying to do right now? Are you trying to deploy an email campaign? Are you trying to start tracking your prospects and customers? Are you trying to set up billing? Uh, and we've had a pretty even distribution of, of people uh, picking off the product with those different goals in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I think that's another, I mean, it was a bit of a trick question. I wanted to see if there was one thing you're optimizing around. The problem is, is you have, you have, eight or nine different potential focuses, right? So if it's a, if it's a, if it's the payroll part of your tool, right, it's getting their first three employees added. If you're, if it's your HubSpot competitor, it's number of contacts. Like if I asked, you know, Ben at MailChimp, what an activation metric is, it's get their first 10 leads in the first week. Brian at HubSpot, even early on, he would tell you it's get, get their first contact in the door, right? Cause it's a CRM. The problem is like, you don't have one singular problem to optimize around. And so you're just divided and it's highly, highly diluted. That's ab absolutely true. Yep. So how do you solve that? I think you work with each customer as, as they come in. I mean, we're like, like I said, we're an early stage company. Um, when we have people come in the door at this point, we're still doing everything we can to make them successful. We're bending over backwards. If it's, you know, a customer reaching out to us saying, Hey, I need to send an email campaign. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, generate some leads. I will get on the phone with them and I will work with them and talk through the campaign strategy and help them deploy that campaign. Um, if it's someone that needs to set up billing, um, likewise, and, uh, these things snowball, as you know, SaaS is a long-term game. If we can get two customers to sign up this month and four next month and six next, next month, um, that's the direction things are going to go. And, and that's what's been happening with us so far. And, uh, you know, it's certainly, a, it's a challenge that a lot of other companies don't have that are more singularly focused. 
but I think there are enormous benefits to our approach too. Like you said, um, you know, churn is is obviously something we have to be cognizant of in terms of. Do you have any so far? Has anyone churned? No one has churned, and that's one of the that's one of the beautiful things about the product too. Is if someone does, well, Jeff, it's it's early. You you have a cohort of five, so let's just yeah. No, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I, my my counterpoint is if someone does want to adopt the solution in full, their entire business is operating on Outsetter. A huge portion of their business is operating on Outsetter, so the product is stickier uh, for that reason as well. Yep, yep, I hear you. Good stuff. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book, uh, the Lean Startup. It's a you know a typical answer, but that's that's it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, no, but I'll give a shout out to a CEO that's not well known that you should absolutely talk to. Uh, his name is Michael Montero. He was the CEO until last week of the company I mentioned earlier called Buildium. Uh, he's a completely not well known CEO in the SaaS space, but, but one of the best in my opinion. I love gold nuggets like that. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? <clears throat> uh, G Suite. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, I am engaged. Oh, congratulations. That's exciting. No, Thank you. No kids yet, right? No kids yet. All right. Uh, probably in the next year or two. That's exciting. And how old are you? I'm 31. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Good one. Um, I, I think one of the things that's really resonated with me and that gives me a lot of uh, confidence in the direction we're going with Outsetta is how important it is to take a, a long-term perspective, particularly in startups. Um, you know, it takes 10 years to build anything worthwhile. And I think if you can afford yourself the opportunity to, to take that time, uh, your chances of success go up dramatically. Especially when you have assholes like me pushing you to think about short-term stuff. Guys, there, there you have it from Jeff trying to combine many of these tools that startups need and putting it all in one package at a $99 price point. They've signed up five folks at 99 bucks a month. Team of four, again, launched in 2016, developed and developed and coded and coded for two years, launched pricing in early 2018. Jeff, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it.